Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Kapitz and Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm Alana, the CEO and founder of Moms Toronto. We're on a mission to bring moms together and give them a great day, revolutionizing maternity leave. And I'm Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm a pediatrician and pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I provide no-nonsense child health advice, dispelling myths, and empowering parents to parent confidently and raise your healthiest kids. Together, we have six kids under eight. We are eager to chat with other moms, entrepreneurs, and interesting people about everything from sex to alcohol, sleep woes, and body shaming. We aren't afraid to talk about taboo topics or share our many opinions. We say it like it is and want to get to the heart of the issues facing moms and caregivers everywhere. Come join us. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck. Hosted by yours truly, Alana K. Fitzin, Dr. D. Nakulik. How are you feeling today, Dr. D? I'm all right. Good. We have your friend in today. My this friend is This is Melissa here. Maker. Hi. She's the host of Clean My Space YouTube channel and founder of Clean My Space, a housekeeping service based in Canada. With an ever-expanding community of YouTube subscribers, these are old stats from 2018, yes. with over, it says, 850,000 subscribers yeah, we're at like 1.35 million but my bio is in so many different places yeah i have to like schedule <laughs> counting you know 800 000, and over 100 million, million views what how much the view is now 100 million i th- i want to say we're i think we're at about 160 million that's unbelievable uh, so Melissa obviously dispenses very useful time-saving cleaning trips, ticks, and recommendations. This includes everything from developing a daily cleaning routine to decluttering and organizing around the home for a global audience spanning 168 countries. Mm-hmm. That's almost all of them. Welcome, Melissa. Hi. 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 Excited to be here. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you, guys. So you made the most annoying task ever. Yeah. Super, like, how popular is decluttering right now? So it's big, and I have to say it, it, it's not big because of me. It's big probably because of Marie Kondo. But I am riding the wave joyfully. It has sparked joy for me. Um, but I was doing what I did when I started my cleaning business long before she kind of came into the fold. Mm-hmm. And I started my videos in 2011. Like my cleaning business I started in 2006. The videos I started in 2011, and I... If I'm not mistaken, I think her book came out in 2014. Uh-huh. So it just kind of nicely coincided. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you I'm find you got much more busy? I mean, you were already super busy and famous YouTube, et cetera. Well, my cleaning service sort of has always stayed busy. You know, it hasn't really spiked because of Marie Kondo. Um, but the YouTube channel and that content and... I hate this word, but the advent of the clean fluencer. And for those of you who are just listening, I did air quotes because <laughs> I'm a little nauseated by that term. I've but never heard that term. It's a thing. Um, the the rise of the clean fluencer really started after Marie Kondo came into into play. Mm-hmm. But you are a clean, fl- clean I th- fluencer. Yeah, I think you I are. am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of clean fluencers. <laughs> there are. Yeah, surprisingly, there. There are a plethora of people online who make videos and also, uh, you know, they're just big on Instagram. And what they do is they try out different products, they post photos of them and reviews, Mm -hmm. and they just take like nice photos of clean rooms. And that's what they post about. Yeah. And they're a big deal. Yeah. That's a clean fluence. So how did you get into this, into the cleaning business, if you will? 
Like what's, what, how did this all start? Yeah. It's, so it's a funny story. I graduated from business school in 2006. I really wanted a good job, mm-hmm. but I also really wanted to start my own business and I wanted a job in marketing. I ended up getting a job in banking, mm-hmm. which was a blessing in disguise because I hated that job. Mm-hmm. Um, so a year to the day I started working at the bank, I quit uh, and I decided I would just figure out what business to start. So I went back to waiting tables, which is what I did during university. Mm-hmm. Parents weren't so thrilled with that move. It's okay. But yeah, it is okay. It all worked mm-hmm. out. And then I decided, you know what? I hate cleaning. A lot of people hate cleaning. And I think there's a real opportunity here to make money. And at first I was like, I'm going to just hire people and I'll have them go out and clean. And my business mentor is my uncle. And he sat down, he looked at my business plan and he said, you know what? If you're going to start a cleaning business, you better go out and clean. You have to learn everything about the job so that you can train people so that your staff respect you. And you have to know every single job in your business. And Dina, you know this, Mm -hmm. you have to know everything in your business so that you know when things are running smoothly and what needs to be repaired. So on. So I started cleaning. And Mm -hmm. then I was able to hire people, quit my waitressing job within 18 months. The business built up. Mm -hmm. 2008 happened. The economy tanked. My business grew fivefold that year, Hmm. which means cleaning. I always say it's like the cockroach of businesses. You just can't kill it. Everyone needs cleaning. Yeah. And in 2011, so about five years later, that's when we decided to use YouTube, which was a relatively new uh, place online to quote unquote market our business. And then our one video came out, we got comments, we got subscribers, nothing huge, but it just started to build. So we started to give it a little bit more attention. And then three years later, my husband was able to quit his job and work on the channel full time. Um, And now we have a team of four. I've spoken for the FBI twice. Mm -hmm. I've had a book come out. I've been on the Today Show and Rachel Ray and Cleanfluencer. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> there we are. Did, did you, was your plan to become like a YouTube sensation? Was that, it wasn't really a thing then, right? You it were like right at the beginning. You just rode that wave of like, I'm the beginning and I'm so good on being on camera. You, so I actually wasn't good at being on camera. YouTube was very new. It was, it was uncharted territories mm-hmm. and it was a risk, you know, and looking back on it, I'm very glad that we took that risk. At the time, I didn't realize how potentially monumental it could have been. So I always tell people like, you don't exactly know what's going to work out. You just have to try yeah. and see where it can I take don't think you. It really cost you anything. I mean, it obviously costs production costs and editing and time. Yeah, and it's, things, but it's low it's barrier like you, to entry. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then in terms of being on camera, I wasn't good. Like you can watch my first video. It was horrible. You keep them Our, online. Are they there? Oh, it's there. It's called how to clean salt stains off your boots. Go give it some love. <laughs> it's a joke. Like it's an absolute yeah. joke. The lighting is bad. The audio is bad. My camera presence sucks. Yeah. And then you can just see over the years we have 600 videos you can you can see you know kind of the growth and I I watch my stuff back I am kindly critical Mm -hmm. so I'll watch and I'll say you could do that better try this next time and it just you know that's that's been the process for me I love going back to the OG video like to me I'm like okay I'm I'm impressed with you now but I want to see where you started oh you let's see how far you came because if you started with your first video being totally produced like 
I'm not so interested. But if you came from a place where you like started from the bottom, now you're here. I'm so I was just going to say it's a Drake moment. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think a lot of people get rid of that old stuff. Right. But it's so it's it's like almost like bloopers. Like it's it's funny to watch. And also like even just like the camera and the editing and the lighting. Like we've come so far. Right. When I did my videos, I did them like five years ago because you had done it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Melissa did this. Yeah, I, should, I remember I should we same. chatted a long time yeah, ago before I even did videos. And yeah. I've done, I've done real videos like that in five years really but when I did them I had like someone like an actual videographer come and an editor and like I had lights that I bought like it wasn't fancy Mm -hmm. and I spent very little money on it but I like I wrote a script and etc and now when I look back at them and some of them have had like a lot of views not like you not these millions but like you know several a couple hundred thousand some of them have had and I look at them and now I get on insta stories in the morning and I just talk yeah and I have my phone mm-hmm. and the camera on my phone is better than the friggin mm-hmm. DSLR that mm-hmm. I used then and the yeah. lighting is better and all I have is like a ring light like it's really interesting I much prefer the stuff I'm doing now yeah and it's totally off the cuff yeah absolutely Unscripted. no planning I just yeah. sit down and I'm like I'm gonna talk today about this virus yeah hey, whatever so anyway it's interesting to see and I think yeah. frankly Dina that's what people like they yeah. don't mm-hmm. they don't like the overproduced and the scripted and you know, for some channels that really works, but for people like you and I who are talking directly to somebody who wants to hear from you and they want to feel like they're talking to a friend, scripting and overproducing doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Amen. That yeah. was the way that it always was though. And now it's like, just be yourself without making yeah. fun. Just like, absolutely. Shoot the shit. That's yeah. my, that's my credo. Yes. And I think what's amazing with the advent of social media and just literally from the Twitter to TikTok now, like and everything in between is that average people have a wide audience and become subject matter experts overnight. It mm. can happen. And obviously you've worked hard yeah. and long and that's not to be discredited, but obviously like you're a subject matter expert on this thing. So yeah. when you became a mom, you're a mom, right? I am. How many kids do you have? I have one. My daughter will be two next month. And did you find you found your people as like moms? Is that your tribe? Like who are your followers? Who's no, your audience? Uh, so my followers, they so they do skew moms Uh for sure 25 to 45 would be our two biggest age categories female depending on the platform some it's 90 percent female some it's 75 percent not to take away from the fact that men also do enjoy cleaning content and we're a clean youtube channel so we don't do like hot mom cleans house and (laughs) baby shorts like we don't do that kind of stuff that stuff actually does exist online Right. Um, I'm just there to help people in a in an unbiased way, whether they're newly divorced, a new mom, just moved out for the first time, going away to school for the first time. I just want to help them with something yeah. they might be struggling with. Um, but the mom thing, it's interesting. I I actually learned a lot from moms before I became a mom because I had read mm-hmm. so many comments and heard so many things and so many moms would reach out to me with their struggles mm-hmm. that I felt like I was sort of prepared <laughs> for what was ahead. And now my audience will laugh at me sometimes and they'll be like, see, we told you that was going to happen. Uh-huh. We told you you were going to get Lego everywhere, stickers on the floor, you know? Right. So what's your favorite, what's your like favorite cleaning hack of the moment? Like what's the trendiest, most popular question you're getting right now? Well, uh, the thing, let me see. Cold, I mean, cold and flu season is always a hot topic uh-huh. for people. And I think they want to know 
you know, how much disinfecting should I do? We've talked about this before, Dina. And I always tell people like your, your body does need a certain amount of bacteria. So don't go and disinfect every surface in your home. A little bit of dirt's fine. If something falls on the floor and you pick it up and eat it or your kid does that, it's fine. Mm -hmm. When my daughter's at the grocery store and you know, takes her bun and rubs it on the handle of the grocery cart. I just pray, but she's been fine so far. Mm -hmm. So I I tell people like, don't be too afraid of bacteria, but also be uh, cautious and smart. Wash your hands, practice Mm -hmm. good hand hygiene, disinfect your points of contact. And if someone in the house is sick, do a really good cleaning. But aside from that, don't Mm -hmm. panic. So Mm -hmm. I think around this time, that's, yeah, that's, that's certainly a hot topic. The the grocery cart thing. So we we have four kids, right? When yes. Dylan was a baby, he's not not now. You need nine. two grocery carts and two arms. <laughs> and Andrew, no, I mean, Andrew big takes now, all four kids to the grocery store by himself every weekend. Costco one day, Lobos one day. All four kids. I am not even there. He's a pro with this. He could talk to this. But anyway, when he was a baby, Dylan, I used to take wipes and I would wipe the handlebar because it just grossed me out. And I still yes. see a grocery cart and I just see like. Yeah. gastro it's all crawling, over it. Right? I just know there's poop there. There's yeah. poop there. Yeah. Um, it's called the fecal veneer. That's like a medical term, a fecal veneer. We Wait. know that there's poop bacteria on like everything. I actually Do love wait. that. Chill. My dog uh, is running around with a bone. I love fecal veneer. And can I just uh, add one term yes. to your, to your um, yes. dictionary right now? Yes. Toilet plume. Ew. What's That's that? like what flies yes. out. Yes. yes. My friend just told me she got an S, like a like a UTI from the toilet plume. No. Yeah. Yeah. Highly okay. Beautiful. Anyway, so I learned. <laughs> I said that's what happened. The pee like ricocheted back up into oh her badge. Oh my gosh! I'm a hypochondriac. <laughs> I didn't need to know yeah. that. Uh-huh. Um, so let's we go back both... to toilet plume in one second yeah. because yeah. I actually I want to mention toothbrushes and not to keep them next to the toilet. Okay. So anyway, so fecal veneer. Oh my god, dog! Can you take away that bone, Andrew? He's driving me crazy. <laughs> Sorry, we have a four month old puppy and he's very excitable right now with this. With this if you hear like bang, 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 it's a um, a bone. Okay. So fecal veneer. So Every surface, like everywhere, has like poop on it. That's basically what you need to know. Mm-hmm. And um, grocery carts are filthy because people are touching them all day with their non-washed hands. So we used to go to the grocery store. Then two of us with one kid. Now Andrew goes by himself with four kids. And I would take a wipe with me and I would wipe the thing, telling myself now he's going to be cleaner. Now, if he like licked it, I'd be like, eh, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just, you come so far as a mom. Like Enjoy I'm so not scared that of that. fecal veneer, yeah. baby. Uh, so, oh so God, gross. I'm so chill with these things. Yeah, I don't do I'm any I'm very, very chill. This lasted like six months, by the way. No, 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 not okay. at all. I mean, look, your kids are in daycare. They're like, yeah. have tons of fecal veneer. Yeah. Every surface has grossness <laughs> on it. So like, yeah. you have to be like mindful, wash your hands, et cetera. Yeah. But like, your kid is going to be exposed to lots of viruses and bacteria. Uh-huh. And they're probably going to be just fine with that. But yeah, the, the toilet plume thing, when you flush the toilet, all the disgusting poopy water, because it's clean water, but it's not clean at all. There's been poop in there, kind of sprays up a little bit, right? Yeah. People should not keep their toothbrushes by their toilet. Or because, close your lid when you or flush close the lid. lid. Yeah, yeah, that's the big Or just like move tip. your toothbrushes far away because yeah. they will have feet. bacteria. Six, six feet. Yeah, they say wow. six feet. Yeah. So unless you want to brush that's your teeth That's the vector of toilet pr- plume. My okay. sister's been doing that for 10 years and I thought she was totally cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. What? Closing the toilet? Bonnie, yeah. She's, yes. like, she's like always close. Like, close the goddamn toilet. I was like, you are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Apparently not. She should have been a, a clean it's influencer pretty, it's pretty, <laughs> 10 yeah, years she, ago. Hey, have yeah. her talk to me. I'll hook her up in the clean influencer community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. So besides like bacteria, are, are we talking about decluttering? Mm. What, like what are the other clean t- trends that people are talking to you about? Decluttering and minimalism are huge. Right. And I think more people are are starting to learn that surrounding themselves with lots of stuff doesn't necessarily make them happier or more productive right. or feel more fulfilled. Right. And I think that's nice, especially 
I mean, a large part of what I try to talk about is low-key environmentalism, you know, so just being more responsible about the way we consume and how it impacts the environment. And I want people to know, you know, the more you buy, just think about where that thing will end up when you're done with it. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to end up in the landfill. Do you really need it? So, uh, you know, and this is a journey for me too. Like I'm certainly not perfect at this, but I can say from creating this content, I really have to live it as well. Um, And I'm living minimalism and decluttering more than I'm living actual cleaning. That is still something I really struggle with. Interesting. I should also mention I hate cleaning. Uh So when I started the business, I started it because I hated doing it. Uh Um, Like really hated it. And, And it hasn't left me. Huh. I thought it doesn't, it, I it doesn't thought give I, you joy. To I clean. thought I would be ex- exercised from it, but yeah. it just hasn't happened. So have it you, doesn't spark joy for me. Have yeah. you actually? Uh, is it your cleaning business that has mammoth effect, or is it your social media content that has? Like, what? Where do you lean in? Do you lean into like? Is it a cleaning business? People like come to you to hire cleaning services. Yeah, okay. so we're we're like a maid service. Okay, so we operate in Toronto. And I love the fact that our reputation is wonderful and that we take great care of our clients. We're a boutique type service. Uh I always say like if I didn't focus on the YouTube thing, perhaps I would have grown this business Mm -hmm. to be more sizable than it is, but I've kept it pretty boutique, although we do have plans to expand. I'm working with a strategic partner now, which has been helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the impact really is the content that we create on YouTube and Instagram and on our website. Yeah, the one to many. Yeah, yeah. and that gets picked up. It, I mean, I get emails every day from people all over the world who just send the most, like the kindest emails. And I often think like, would I reach out to someone yeah. on Instagram or YouTube and like send them this lovely heartfelt note? It is so nice. Like yeah. a, some nine-year-old kid from Ireland wrote, hand wrote me a letter <laughs> and mailed it to me. And he's like, will you mail me back an autograph? I'm oh a huge gosh. fan <laughs> and I love cleaning my room because like, it's so, I'm not joking. Like it's real. It's, so it's a miracle that people are, you know, their it lives does, are it changing. It does give people, like it makes you feel better when you're, like decluttered. I was saying last week actually on the podcast that like I like surfaces clean. It drives me crazy and, and it's not. But um, the thing behind you is pretty clean. But I, I like, I, and you know this about me. Yeah, your house is in I good like, shape. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty okay. I've uh, seen, I've seen some things. But truly yeah. I like surfaces clean. Like like I've, I've always liked surfaces clean. It's just a thing. I like things in a cupboard. I like people, place it, things to have a space, etc. A place send, for everything and I send Melissa pictures of my closet. I'm like, what can I do here? Should I get boxes? She's like, your sweaters look fantastic and they're folded. Like chill. I'm like, do I need a box for the sweater on the shelf she's like why what yeah she sent me a picture of her closet it looks like banana republic in there Uh it is perfect Uh i'm like relaxed i'm like but i think i need a box for the sweaters (laughs) on the shelf like i'm a bit cuckoo right you Uh are living your best closet life honestly that's true but anyway but i like i like that and i mean cleaning itself does not provide me joy but seeing places clean gives me joy So, so i think if you can get over the fact that like yeah you have to scrub the damn toilet but then the toilet will look really clean and then you'll walk in and not have so much anxiety i think when people walk into dirt spaces or yeah. spaces or messy spaces it gives you like this element of anxiety and also knowing you have to eventually clean that yes. builds up builds up builds up it's like just constantly there every time yeah. you walk into the messy space you know one day you're gonna have to clean it the delay the procrastination can give you a lot more anxiety than just freaking cleaning it i agree so the approach that i try to take is exactly what you just said like i think it's a it's a wellness thing so i think that 
for me, I love a clean space, but I don't like actually performing the work. So now I tell myself, if you do it and plug in a podcast or just sort of tune out and just get the work done, Mm -hmm. you'll feel so much better. That was me last night. Like I did not want to spend my night cleaning, but I did. My Mm -hmm. kitchen looked perfecto. And when I stopped and I looked at everything when I was done, it felt really good. Yeah. So I was happy that I spent that little bit of time just doing the work. So maybe and you can help me with this because I yeah. find that I'm often the voice of the people. But let's talk. I have a three and a half year old and a 14 month old and I'm pregnant and I have a husband that's busy and like he's a chef. So, I mean, he's like a home chef, but we cook at home all the time. And at the beginning of every day, our house is like immaculate. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the day, like by the time I put my kids in bed, I'm so fucking tired that like cleaning the house. So like I don't, it's not even that it's a huge mess. It's just that, like, what can you do? Is there some sort of hack, Melissa? Send me your YouTube. Like, what video can you give me that, like, what's a fast, easy way? Is it, because it's not like I'm cleaning all day. The weekends are, like, a disaster. But, like, I don't have full-time help, right? So, like, it's us. And it is anxiety-provoking. When I walk into the house is clean, I feel like a million bucks. Yeah. It lasts for five seconds. So, the reality for me is, like, yeah, I want to have a surfaceless house also. It's just not my reality. So, my question for you is, like, how do you, or what's, like, your five minute tip on like that end of day. Like how do I make that better? Okay. I'm going to answer you, but I took a screenshot of a really funny quote and I want you, I could read it, but it would be too easy. So Melissa just handed me her phone. It says my favorite thing is to clean the kitchen so I can cook dinner so I can clean the kitchen. And again, until I die, literally (laughs) that's all I do is clean my kitchen. Yeah. So one of the things I learned from one of my subscribers is is cleaning is called a Sisyphean task. Okay. What a Greek word. Like when am I walking around using that word? But it just means like a task that never ends. It's just a repeating thing. And that's really, um, that's what you and I are dealing with. And as moms Mm -hmm. with young kids, I mean, I like literally, you must be so exhausted. (laughs) I'm V tired right now because I got in from Panama at two in the morning, but yeah. Wow. Pretty tired. Oh my gosh. I love podcasts. So... Yeah. Um, the first thing I would say is to lower your expectations, yeah. not permanently, temporarily, and just a little bit. Yeah. Because when I start beating myself up for not living, you know, my house is not perfect, I start to feel bad. But then I say to myself, realistically, when would I have had, had time to do this? Mm-hmm. Squeeze, you know, schedule in 15 minutes between pickup and making dinner and this. And like, it's just not possible. Yeah. So I would say leverage the help that you have yeah. and be very specific about what it is that you need. So mm-hmm. in my book, I write about this concept called MIAs or most important areas. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you have someone over and they're helping you and they're not focusing on your absolute priorities, mm-hmm. they're wasting time. They right. should be focusing and zeroing in on the things that drive you nuts 24 yeah. seven. So I have somebody, I've been very creative with my help. The one like the village I've created and my neighbors from Trinidad She's 71, I want to say now. And she's a retired hospice worker. Oh, wow. And she's just like, she became like a really good friend. And then I basically put her on the books. So my deal with her, she comes over every day after my kids go to daycare and when I'm away to work and she works for one to two hours just in the kitchen, just making sure everything's clean. Oh, and whatever laundry wonderful. is done, like like clean, she'll just fold. She'll, she doesn't go up and down the stairs. So she comes, she parks, whatever's in the kitchen, she does the dishes. And I come home every day to a sparkling countertop that's for wonderful me, four days a week she's there three that's days amazing. a week it's monday wednesday thursday that's what happens and like that to me is like <laughs> we have a very good sitch with her yeah i'm very grateful that i was able to do that but like then by the end of the day 
I don't know. I think part of it's just like, it does make me bananas that my house is not impeccable all the time. You know and I mean? also, I mean, I also think like with kids running around and then cooking, like cooking is a very labor intensive process. Yes. And so much energy goes into making the food. The last thing you want to do is actually clean up afterward. Yeah. So one of the things I always advise is to clean as you go. Yeah. I would also say to get people to pitch you ever in. see my husband cook every fucking dish. Yeah. Every dish. He's yep. amazing. And he is pretty good at cleaning as he goes, but like I'm talking about, yeah. I mean, all Multiple he can do, week. all he can do is try to improve. But yeah. honestly, if my husband were home chef, maybe yeah. I'd zip it a little bit and it's be true. like, I'm eating well. <laughs> yeah. Like tonight I, really I had a can up. of tuna and some kale. Yeah. So <laughs> that was my dinner. Yes. I should really um, think about it. Like, he's yeah. cooking and you're cleaning as you go. But you're also with the kids. And I'm also a long like, day. especially with us on the Spica cast. Yeah. Like my daughter is in a full body cast. So she's on one knee. Like we are yeah. literally But human. normally, normally, normally it's like, I don't even remember the normal. The new normal is like this. A really crazy existence, but I wonder. I know for a lot of moms, like one of the most, the most popular posts I've ever done was like my full sink, like towering over, and people were just showing me photos of their sinks. And I'm like, this is reality. Like a That's lot called of people- Mount Dishmore. <laughs> Mount Dishmore. I fucking love that. Yeah, yeah literally Mount. And Dishmore. the laundry is Mount Washmore. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So laundry's funny. the worst. I'd rather yeah. do dishes any day. I fucking hate laundry. Yeah, laundry is my. <laughs> Actually, I don't mind doing laundry. I hate. Folding laundry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like it. that's a real Zen moment for me. Oh my God. Because it's because you're, you're sitting. Over you're so freaking I can be so lazy when I'm oh, folding. It's so time gets Turn on TV, do There's a little bit. There's six of us. There's pile. so many socks. It's true. There would be a it's lot the of damn socks. socks. For you. Yeah, the socks. Do you I'm know like, what you have to do with the socks? You have to buy all the same color socks. Yeah. There's no colors left. Yeah. You need all black or all white. Yeah. yeah, we have mostly white. But like some of like And you don't have to worry about it. But they change them. Like old navy socks keep changing. They have a little bit of different here and whatever. You get like the basic. Oh, my kids wear the same size sock. I got to even go there. Like the baby <laughs> has one side of socks and then it's like big kid socks. And yeah. they may be a little bit too big on Jane, a little bit small yeah. on Dylan, but they have the same socks. Yeah, like S is wearing many T5 socks. You know what and else? Elias is wearing like zero to 12. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what else you can do with that? Yeah. You can get uh, gar- like laundry bags, like bra bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have all the kids chuck their socks if they'll do that. Yeah. Will they all actually get clean? They will. Yeah, and then throw it's that in the washing smart. machine, and then that way they come out of the dryer, and you know exactly who's or who's. You still have to do the folding thing. You um, do. I have a you trick do. for that actually. Do you know okay. the dot trick for multiple kids? Dot the dot trick. That's um, what I call the dot trick. I think I've. I think you might have told me about it. So but this is like really, really let's smart. Discuss. Stuff, okay, so actually, a physician mom gave me this trick a couple years ago because she also had a few kids, and we were trying to figure out. There was like you know Facebook thing where people were like give me your trick so that my life doesn't suck as much as it sucks. <laughs> so here was the trick. Okay, so I have four kids, the and they all are boys, and so they've all worn hand me downs, right? So let's say Dylan is the eldest. He wore a shirt; it no longer fits him. Okay, so his on the label of his clothes. There's one dot, okay? Now it becomes Ryan's shirt. Mm. Now I add a dot. Now it becomes Jason's shot. I add a dot. So long story short, Austin has four dots, Dylan has one dot, and there's dots in between. So when we're doing the laundry, I don't have to like look at the size or figure out which kid it is. It's one dot, it's Dylan's two dots, it's Ryan's three dots, it's Jason's four dots, it's Austin. I love that tip. It makes things a lot easier. It's still annoying to do the task, yeah. Yeah. but the dot trick is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is a great one. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I need to share that. Share it away. And the other thing is I, I feel like people love seeing the relatability. So right. you need to post that sink yeah. because everyone's dealing with that sink. Yeah. That sink is me like three, maybe four nights a week. Yeah. It's really, yeah. I find like, that's the real is like, it's almost this fake aspirational, not fake, but like this almost impossible standard, right? Like my only, I mean, my only friends who have like perfect houses all the time, they just have full-time help all the yeah. time. Right. Yeah. And that's a luxury that I like. 
I, I sometimes wonder if I made the wrong decision. Um, so I have full time living help, but I, I just can't like, it's just not part of my lifestyle. So yeah. Or they um, order in and they're not even using the dishes Pardon. They're, or they're not like making their own food. They're ordering in. Yeah. I mean, part of the issue is that you guys true. are cooking multiple dishes, multiple, multiple meals, yeah. et cetera. It's true. So it's a lot of cleanup. It's like yeah. that stuff. That I know I some do. people have gorgeous kitchens and I've literally like, Oh, what's your favorite cook? Like I don't pizza? cook. I don't have <laughs> this. I don't cook in this kitchen at all. I order pizza. I'm like, Oh my God. So yeah. Okay. So whatever are your favorite, like, questions you're getting what's like your favorite video you've posted so far what's most popular visit oh yeah video? what's have the, like the best viral likes oh my gosh so i haven't looked at that in a while i know i know one of them had to do with cleaning the toilet uh-huh. there was just a really basic video that i did teaching people how to clean the toilet interesting um which i know you you're thinking like a special technique spray to the cleaning the toilet. thing and then i mean Listen, there's the way that you would piece together cleaning a toilet. And then there's a way that I would teach a professional cleaner to clean a toilet, which mm-hmm. is just fast nice. and works. Yes. And I, you know, I like teaching people that kind of thing. So a lot of people in my space will come up with like time wasting hacks and I'll do interviews with magazines and they'll be like, give me your best cleaning hack for, or have you ever heard the cleaning hack with the, with the wax paper and the Swiffer? And I'm like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And I put people in their place. I'm like, you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. Like just do it the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just did it the right way, you wouldn't have to buy the paper, you know, the wax paper and get the Swiffer. You just do this. It would take you half the time. What is the wax paper and Swiffer? Now I want to know. (laughs) There's like a thing where people say you can take wax paper and wipe it on along your baseboards and it'll prevent wax wax from uh-huh. bu- or dust from building Does up. It? So it's still a surface to land on. doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, and also do I really want waxy buildup on my baseboards mm. that I'm then going to have to clean off later? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Cause that's just an extra cleaning job for me. Um, so this video we just came out with a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's called Seven Baking Soda Hacks That Changed My Life. Dina knows I love the baking soda. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can I can look in a minute and see. I can no, no, but sort let's our, talk about the baking soda hacks. Our videos hacks. and Go. see which ones are big. Can you we do just, high level of what the best top three sure. baking soda hacks are? Yeah. Um, so uh, I use baking soda as deodorant. Uh-huh. And this is sort of freaky to people who haven't tried it before. And I... I didn't smell bad when I came in, did I? I mean, unless you're just being nice to me. I didn't notice. Yeah, I probably no, smell I bad. So. No, she's no. she's passionate about baking soda. Yeah, I, re- I mean, I really, I just really love it. It's so great, not only for your body, but also for cleaning. Mm-hmm. As in, it can do so much. It can exfoliate your skin. It's great for clarifying like your scalp if you put you know a teaspoon into your shampoo and just give yourself a nice shampoo. Mm-hmm. Your hair just feels, guys, try it tonight. Your hair just feels like a million bucks after. Like Arm and Hammer, like the thing that's oh, in my yeah. fridge, absorbing I, the smell of my fridge. I always say I yeah. should have stock in Arm and Hammer. I've probably doubled their business. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's you know f- the re- the reason baking soda is amazing. It does three things: it's a deodorizer, it's a mild abrasive, and it is a brightener. So mm-hmm. you can use it in laundry, toothpaste. It's used in toothpaste mm-hmm. sometimes. Now I asked my dentist about this. She wasn't thrilled because she said it could um, scratch the surface of my teeth. Mm-hmm. But I have tried before using it as a whitener, just as on my toothbrush, mm-hmm. like just putting it on with a little bit of water, making mm-hmm. it paste. It did actually do a pretty nice job yeah. getting rid of stains. So if you know you have a night out where you have a lot of wine or something, it's mm-hmm. something you can try the next day. Or coffee. Uh, yeah, or coffee. But you don't want to do it every day. My dentist was like really go easy on that. Because uh, enamel is a precious thing, as we all know. Uh-huh. Uh, but the deodorant thing. So basically, what I do is once I get out of the shower, uh, and do not do this after you shave, or else you will be in agony. Um, 
I take a pinch of baking soda, maybe a quarter teaspoon in my hands. I kind of divide it in each hand and I just kind of pat under each armpit yeah. and a little bit falls off. I let it kind of dry. I go about my day and it can keep you smelling fresh for up to 24 hours. That's what baking soda does. It eats odors. Yeah. And it is so inexpensive. Yeah, I use it. Well, I mean, my son, we're like potty treating our kid for the last little while. And if we have any like accidents with him, it's like 100% the, the you know, vinegar, baking soda on the mattress and then vacuuming. You know, that's the hack for me when it comes to. Do you have a mattress protector? We do. Yeah. Great. But we got that after a few having to yeah. <laughs> vacuum the mattress yeah. a few times. Yeah. 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 Really important for parents to have mattress protectors, yeah. not only for your own mattress, but especially for your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because mattresses, it can be really hard to get the moisture out of them once the moisture's gone in. Yeah. So yeah. that's just a nice little hack. No. You can get them on is. Amazon. Good. You're all about the natural stuff, right? You're not like into like buy every product and you know, you do I a lot you make more your own cleaning supplies. Stuff, right? Yeah, so I do make a lot of my own cleaning supplies and I, I do advocate for that. I, I definitely think there are products you need to buy. Mm-hmm. I think you can make your own disinfectant, but very frankly, like if someone is really sick at home, mm-hmm. go and buy a proper store-bought disinfectant. Mm-hmm. I think there's a time and a place for most things. You know, some people, I can tell you a DIY toilet bowl cleaner. Mm-hmm. Some people are just like, thanks, but no thanks. I'm just mm-hmm. going to buy the toilet bowl cleaner, which I totally understand. Yeah, Dish soap, you need that laundry detergent. So many people ask me, what's a great DIY recipe? I'm like, do you want to screw up your washing machine and void your warranty? No, use uh-huh. proper laundry detergent. Right. But for something like an all-purpose cleaner or a yeah. glass cleaner, I have not spent money on that stuff in years. Is it like vinegar? Is vinegar? Yeah, vinegar is yeah. amazing. White vinegar. Not for natural stone, uh-huh. but it is fantastic for glass and mirrors. Marble? Not for no. marble. What would you do with marble? So... Marvel, what's interesting is rubbing alcohol is a great addition to a DIY recipe when you're cleaning natural stone mm-hmm. because it's fast drying. Mm. So that's kind of nice. That's is why Caesar like, stone considered to be Caesar stone would fall under the natural stone category oh, as well. Uh-huh. So you would you would want to make sure that so the recipe would be like a cup of water, a cup of rubbing alcohol, mm-hmm. a little squirt of dish soap, maybe a half teaspoon, mm-hmm. and then you can throw in a, a few drops of essential oils, maybe ten to twenty, depending on what you like to and make if it you feel good. like it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You're a big yeah. fan of essential oils. I know you add it to like everything. I, I do. I even call them EO, like J Lo EOs. Yeah, EOs. I, I really love them. That's hilarious. Yeah. And what but Dina you, told me I have to keep eucalyptus far, far, far. Yes. Well, actually, I think it's a great practice just to keep all essential oils far away from your kids. Yeah, because they smell why, good and they taste good. Why eucalyptus? Eucalyptus oil is actually super duper toxic to kids. You can oh, really? have one swig of it and die. Oh, really? Like no exaggeration. Oh, it's good thing you said that here. Toxic. Yeah. Wow. Um, actually, and winter green too. Today, and winter green too. Yeah, I just posted today. Um, what, what do we call ten pills can kill or? Like one pill can kill. Yes. Um, and eucalyptus oil, camphor, oil of wintergreen, mm-hmm. as, as Melissa just mentioned, those things literally one teaspoon can kill your toddler. So things with camphor in it, things with oil of wintergreen in it, things with eucalyptus, mm-hmm. keep far from your kid. I'm, I'm oh. a big fan of eucalyptus oil. We have a few bottles in the house. I add it to the humidifier when they're sick or mm-hmm. a bit of you know Vaseline or coconut oil and put on their chest if they're um, sick. But like a little, like a dot, you know, a whole bunch of Vaseline, mm-hmm. right? Very dilute, but it's far from my kids because it's very toxic. Okay, so that's a very good point. And you just brought up another one. Fucking humidifiers. Hmm. How the fuck do you clean a, dehum- mm. a, a humidifier? Not a dehumidifier. Like my humidifier. Yeah. Every year I just throw them out and buy new ones. Oh my. It's I can't figure out how to fucking clean those things. Okay. I tried vinegar and water. It just smells terrible. Okay. You have to do it regularly. That's the key. Okay. Dina's right. So when I, so we have like a crane humidifier. Yeah. 
Mine broke because you know, it, it looks covered like in the black raindrop. schmutz. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, all I did was read the instructions mm-hmm. and what they said, you have to empty it out every day. Mm-hmm. So mine has sitting water in it that's been there for like three weeks now. So shame on me. No mm-hmm. one actually empties out every day. Really, no one does. I know, but yes. they say you're supposed to. I do it like after my kid's not sick anymore. Like I mm-hmm. use it for a week, the kid's not sick anymore, then I empty out. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Which I... I, I mean, I know, and they know, because I've talked to them before. I've talked to Crane before, and they know that. Um, and they say it's something that they, they struggle with, which is just educating their consumers on how to use their stuff properly. Yeah. So really what you're supposed to do is empty it out daily. You're supposed to clean it weekly. I'm taking notes. Okay. Yeah, you are taking notes. I see yeah. your phone. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like you must have a video on this. So funny enough, we don't. I did an Instagram story. I think it's in the highlight reel on the Clean My Space Instagram page. Uh, because I did it and so many people were freaking out and they're like, oh my God, I need this. Can you put it in highlights? So I actually did. That was nice of me because <laughs> I don't I don't usually think about putting anything in the highlight reel, uh, let alone filming stuff on Instagram stories because I'm just always kind of cleaning up here and there, rushing, rushing. But anyway, uh, when so when you when you are cleaning it, what you would do is you would just take like a cloth soaked in white vinegar mm-hmm. and you would give it a wipe down. Now the reason you're using vinegar, first of all, you don't want to use too much soap because uh-huh. that can stay in the system. So uh-huh. you don't want to use that. Vinegar is also great because it's a natural descaler. So it'll get rid of any um, calcium, uh-huh. lime, any you know hard water deposits that uh-huh. hang around, which is really important. And the other thing it gets rid of is that pinky orangey mold, which Mine is mold. black. Yeah. It's so black mold. Yeah. yeah. So that that is a sustained kind of issue. That means yeah. it just hasn't been maintained in a while. Not judging, just yeah. telling you that's what I'm it not is. Sharing. I never yeah. feel judged. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So <laughs> thousands of listeners. Yeah. So what I did for my daughters, yeah. I took the whole I disassembled the whole thing. And I'm gonna say this, it was it was involved, uh-huh. like it took time, but it felt real good afterward. Okay, so I took it apart. I got um a bunch of paper towels that I then soaked in cleaning vinegar also known as full strength vinegar. Uh-huh. So when you buy your regular vinegar at the store, it's 5% acetic acid. Uh-huh. Acetic acid, acetic. Do you know you would probably know how to pronounce that? I think it's tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah. okay, acetic. fine. Yeah, Acetic, acidic. Uh-huh. 5%, but what you're looking for in cleaning vinegar is either 6 or 10%. That's typically huh. what you can find. It's a okay. smaller Have container. Have you heard of this before? Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. guys. Allen's makes one. You can get it at most grocery stores. You can get it at Home Depot. So it's 1% stronger and that matters. It can be one up to double. Uh-huh. So I always like to get the, the 10%. 10. Okay. It's, you You have to be mindful about mm. use. Yeah, you might want to wear like gloves. alcoholic? You open it, you're like, whoa, that oh, smells. Oh, it's strong. Yeah, it's okay. very, like if people don't like the smell of vinegar, mask up because uh-huh. okay. it's going to reek. Um, soak the paper towels in the vinegar mm-hmm. and then just apply them onto the in like all of the surfaces inside the um, humidifier, like mm-hmm. any of the exposed surfaces, mm-hmm. not going around the mechanism, but just around mm-hmm. any of the areas where you notice the buildup. Mm-hmm. Then you can also fill a bowl with that vinegar and just throw in the smaller parts, like that little vent mm-hmm. at the top. You can throw that stuff in and just let it sit there and soak. You can do this for an hour. You can do it How overnight. About the belly of the actual... So I just the bladder, took, I guess I'd call it. Yeah, yeah. So I just took cloths and mm-hmm. I like, um, what's the medical word I'm looking for? Douche. Pack it. I packed it. Douche. Douching. No, I definitely did not do that. <laughs> I packed it. I'm thinking People about like packing something with, with God. That's the thing, uh-huh. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry. <laughs> I just missed what you said, but I feel Some like Some people douche with vinegar. Like, that's a thing, which yes. is so not good for your body. Okay. Yes. yes. Well, you can enlighten Have us after. Have you talked about that on, on no, YouTube? No, definitely. <laughs> well, actually, yourself. one time, somebody posted a comment and they're like, Melissa, can you do a video on how to clean your vagina? I'm like, I think you just need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I think the doctor can teach you how to do that. Yes, don't douche ever. Mm-hmm. What I do is I just take vinegar, normal vinegar. Yeah. Apparently I could buy fancy vinegar. Yes, you sure can. And But I don't dilute it and uh-huh. I put in the thing and I close it. I just like swoosh it, swash it uh-huh. around and then if there's an area that's kind of like lingering with mold, I kind of just prop it in a way that it just kind of sits. Okay, so for the clear for the record, my son is three and a half for the first two years of his life, we had a crane and I bought and I have like a spritz bottle, like a big bottle and I do half vinegar, half water, mm-hmm. keep in the bathroom and that's what I used to clean like yeah, everything. Great. And like, I just felt like it wasn't doing the trick and then the humidifier stopped working. So I literally- It's well just filled with schmutz. S- yeah. Just disposed of it. Yeah. And bought like smaller, when I have two two kids now, they're like just smaller yeah, 10 hour guys. humidifiers and yeah. I think are just way easier to clean. But for sure, that's like a, definitely a pain point for me. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a pain point for thousands and thousands of we, moms. We purchased many, many actually. Dylan had a nosebleed over the weekend. He's oh, trying right. to have nosebleeds. And so we're using a humidifier because that's another very good trick for nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. Humidifiers are helpful, puts humidity in the air, which when your nose is dry, that's when it bleeds. He turned it on and it like, did nothing like mm. it turned on the mechanism worked but it didn't do anything mm. so then we got another one out we went to austin's room got another one it kind of sort of worked and then i came back after nap time and dylan's like oh i got them both to work i was like what do you do he's like they were just really dirty <laughs> he just like scraped out the mold and like yeah. whatever the crusties is probably just lime deposit etc yeah and it totally worked he just needed to like work at it so he spent two hours cleaning wow. humidifiers so yeah mm-hmm. usually they're just like kind of gross with with hard deposits right cool yeah Awesome. But yeah, slosh it around. I find that helps. If you yeah. do that regularly, like once a week or so, usually you don't have this buildup of the crud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's when you leave it for months that you get the crud. Yeah. Are there any other like cleaning areas that you have, Dina, that like have specific questions? Humidifier for me is like a huge one. Yeah. It's a huge I, the pain The friggin' point. washing machine. And I've, I've asked you this before. Yeah. I've texted Melissa. Like, how do you clean a washing the machine. grossness when you open the washing machine and then it starts to smell? It's yeah. such a pain in the ass. Seriously, good question. And you're like washing your clothes to make them clean and you open it and it smells gross. Yeah. So the smell is coming from a couple of different places. First of all, that rubber gasket, assuming that you both have front loaders. Yeah, we have front loaders. Okay. Yeah. So the rubber gasket is like that rubbery lip on the inside. And that thing's job is to basically seal the water from coming out of the machine during mm-hmm. the wash. Mm-hmm. The problem is it catches a lot of water. And what are you washing in the washing machine? dirty clothes. Mm -hmm. What are you washing with? Soap. So there's bacteria, there's soap, there's all kinds of stuff going on in there. Um, And then the water kind of gets trapped in that gasket. Most people close their washing machine after they're done because it looks the way it's supposed to look, Mm -hmm. right? You're supposed to close the door. And then bacteria and mold love growing in damp, dark environments. And it just flourishes mm-hmm. does very well it's quite successful mm-hmm. inside those gaskets and then people will send me like shock photos of you know they'll like pull back the lip of their gasket and they'll say it's so disgusting what am i doing wrong and i'm like i've been unlocked i should look you it just smells. need to leave yeah. the door open we do though we actually totally do it's yeah. always open we never close it but it's so smelly so the other thing you can do is you can use a washing machine cleaner they have tablets or they have little bottles this is sort of like one of those next level nerdy cleaning things. <laughs> and of course I did it two weeks ago because I get sent like, you know, cool, cool PR packages. They'll get like great makeup or like a new purse. Me, I get like 
cleaning products <laughs> so I can like try out the latest and greatest vacuum cleaner emptying bag. I have that at home. That mm-hmm. was sent to me not too long ago. So if either of you want it, um, you're welcome to try. Okay. But anyway, so this washing machine cleaner, I saw it and I, we were cleaning out the basement. I'm like, you know what? I should just go and give this a whirl. And my machine was a little bit smelly. You know, when he's like, tab things you throw in it was actually a, a liquid but oh. the tablet works really well too same still stinky a l- but a lot of people don't know this as well there's a tub clean cycle which is super hot water so you throw the tablet in there you use that cycle mm-hmm. and it the idea with the tablet is that it removes a lot of the hard water deposits and the soap deposits that have been left behind in the machine which mm-hmm. Which again, bacteria feeds off of that when the machine is just sitting idle. Now, the other thing, and because you probably do a ton of laundry, you have, you're one of those people that will have to maintain it more frequently to deal with that odor. So leave that door open, clean it regularly. The other thing, and no one thinks about this, is proper dosing of your laundry detergent. Mm-hmm. If you use too little, you're not getting the dirt out of your clothes. Your clothes will smell. Even if you use unscented detergent, your clothes aren't going to smell great. And I use unscented, by the way. If you use too much detergent, mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of suds that rinse out um, as the wash cycle finishes. Mm-hmm. That soapy residue not only stays behind on your clothes and makes them look dingy, but it also gets stuck on the inside of the drum. So when you are cleaning the machine, if you're just going to do it manually, clean and dry the inside of the gasket. You guys who are listening can't see, but I'm like doing a whole motion here. Mm -hmm. And then also take a cloth and vinegar is great for this. Clean inside the drum as well. And the other place that people don't think about is inside the detergent tray. Mm. So it's probably mold in there too. It's really gross. And I mean, I've pulled and people have shown me pictures of theirs. It's one of those unsuspecting places that is just crusty because it's a clean place you're putting yeah. detergent in it mm-hmm. so you think it's be clean but it's all yeah. wet and moldy how to clean, how to clean the, the same the laundry thing. machine is a fantastic question yeah that's like how do you clean the thing that's supposed to clean yeah yeah, yeah. actually so G- dishwasher is the same kind of question yeah, right yeah. dishwasher is exactly the, the same dishwasher? Yeah. Wow. nasty yeah so ge just came out with a new washing machine that has a vented gasket hmm. so it blow dries the gasket oh. after isn't that amazing yeah and it does that because you know, they know that this is a real pain How is it like that coming out now in 2020 mm-hmm. when this I has know. been an issue forever? I know. Yeah. Car yeah. seats. Takes time. Yeah. Mm, good one. What's your car seat hack? There's literally no hack. Uh-huh. They are just so much work to clean. Uh-huh. Um, I've broken so many nails taking the uh, padding off. Yeah. So really what I do... There's no hack when there's a throw up in the car seat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really heartbreaking. The worst. And it's your whole so freaking car smells for weeks. Stinks. Mm-hmm. So bad. Can I tell you a funny story? We were in LA uh, having a, a real nice trip and there was something about the milk in the States. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but it did not sit well with my daughter. Mm-hmm. So we were driving one morning going to some lovely place in Santa Monica. We were very excited. We were all dressed up. The weather was great. And Riley just puked in the car seat in the back of this rental vehicle. And it was our car seat that we schlepped from home. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I mean, I was heartbroken uh, because I knew I would have to clean it. But what was really kind of funny slash gross is this happened in a rental car. Mm -hmm. So the next time you step in a rental car, there was probably a baby that threw up in it. Totally. Or a drunk person threw up in it. Yeah, or that. Or there's like semen on it. There's definitely that. Definitely that, without question. 
So that's why I always pack extra clothes, tons of wipes. Yeah. I mean, it was a relatively smooth transition. It was exhausting. Yes. And it stank, but we, we got through it. But really, to answer your question, you just have to take the seat apart. I use a toothbrush, a cleaning toothbrush to get into all the nooks and crannies that I can't remove. The things I can, I throw in the washing machine. If it's washing machine safe and your fabric care label will tell you that or manufacturer's they instructions. They all should be, no? Some aren't, which really? is, yeah. And then which what are you is, supposed to do? Yeah, you're supposed to just sponge clean them. No, it's horrible. I mean, one of the things I looked at when I bought my car seat was, can I throw the whole thing in the washing machine? Yeah. Yeah. I assume they all were. Ryan, um, our second kid had a thing where when he was like maybe three or four, when he swam, he went to swimming lessons every week. He would open his mouth and like, like Pac-Man in the water and consistently every (laughs) single week he would barf on the way home every week. And we had no way to prevent it. We didn't know anything to do. We'd like give him a bag and he'd puke on it anyway. Every week without fail, for months, right? And probably months, right? He'd barf. It was so consistent. No way. He was a big kid. He was like Austin's age, at least. Fine. Anyway, he was. He was like three. Um, it was such a pain in the ass. No, because he was forward facing. He was at least mm. two. Do you clean your toys? Sure. Not really. Mm-hmm. Like stuffed animals, if there's yogurt on them, I'll mm-hmm. wipe them. But I just, I have bigger fish to fry. Yeah. I don't either. I don't clean my toys. No, I don't clean Ever. My toys. Yeah. Ever. Unless there's like actual barf on them. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. But I really don't. Like, like I don't. If, if one just fell in the litter box, I would clean it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, germs are germs. And yeah. the thing, and maybe you can substantiate this, but the thing that I have learned over the years is that bacteria only remains on a surface for so long before it just dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, friend's kid was over a couple days ago and played with something mm-hmm. and they were sick and your kid hasn't played with that toys in a couple that toy in a couple of days don't worry about it mm-hmm. yeah i just and again like bacteria just doesn't certain bacteria worries me mm-hmm. but a lot of it doesn't because i just feel like we need it it strengthens our immune systems it's good for our bodies so yeah. i try not to worry about that type of cleaning too yeah. much yeah more likely the kid that was sick played with your kid you touched hands they coughed in each other if they were in it sick it was gonna be from direct exposure not from playing with the toys uh-huh. per se yeah. but yeah that's a, it's, it's a really good question because a lot of people come in like let's say one kid has hand foot and mouth disease they want to find it the and they want to know or, or, Ooh, or they're like this or they're kid. like there's another yeah. kid like should i go clean all the toys and i'm like does your kid eat together right. do they grab each other's cups right do they touch each other high like five, yeah. they high five hold hands everyone's looking for the source whatever yeah like, like it's a witch it's hunt to find the person right Fucking yeah idiots. so like do you yeah. go home and clean all your toys <laughs> i i really have never done that truly i never uh-huh. have um car seats excellent question strollers same same just follow same the manufacturer's thing, thing. Uh, same thing yeah strollers get so gross they really do yeah. and the one thing i can try to advise and I don't know how possible this is, but like try not to let your kids eat in the strollers. It does help. Uh-huh. So, you know, if it's possible, just stop. If you're out somewhere, sit them down on a bench or a chair, just let them eat and then get them back in the stroller. We have given, my daughter has like a love affair with yogurt. Strawberry yogurt's like her life. Uh-huh. So we were out a couple weeks ago. We got her some strawberry yo- uh, frozen yogurt at the mall. It was a first time situation. Mm-hmm. She had like a real moment. Uh, Yeah. And my husband, the lovely man, caring man that he is, let her sit in the stroller with this cup of melting. And like I was losing my mind because I just saw the frozen yogurt spilling on the fabric of the stroller. We have an upper baby. And I was just like, 
Like I just knew. So I got out the wipes and I was that mom because I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to let the stain sit. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to wipe it up and we're not going to, we're not going to have food. So our stroller actually, you know, for her being almost two, mind you, she doesn't love being in the stroller. That's a big fight, big mm-hmm. family fight. Um, but it's in, it's in pretty good shape because we're, we're pretty adamant about fine. You want to eat a rice cake? No problem. But like mm-hmm. something yucky gets smeared in there yeah. and yeah. more smears on and more the smears with the and car like i gotta yeah. say a bread product you want to eat something in the car you can have a bun or a cracker mm-hmm. that's where the box crumbs are okay but the wet stuff is gross yeah, that's yeah or right. chocolate or i think yeah. chocolate gets like smeared or peanut butter Ugh, applesauce yeah applesauce um can you yeah. tell me melissa about like stain removal like when we're in a pinch or like something sits for too long yeah what would you do yeah, a lot of white so, shirts so like i can't clean it the minute my kid touches me uh-huh, uh-huh. i stop wearing white yep a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, so a couple things that you can try. So so a lot of people don't realize that if you try to treat a stain and the stain doesn't go away the first time, mm-hmm. try again. Oh. Generally yeah. speaking, you can get it on the second or third shot. Oh. Now, you think it's to, like dried and settled, yeah. et cetera? So it's always better to not dry it. Heat can set a stain. Mm-hmm. So just take it out of the wash, inspect it. If it's uh, if it's gone, great. And if not, just let it air dry mm-hmm. and chuck it in your laundry again. Pre-treat it before it goes in the wash mm-hmm. and see what do happens. Do you have a homemade pre-treat? So I do, but just frankly, I mean, OxyClean just works so well. Mm-hmm. The laundress has a great stain remover. There are some companies that just have really phenomenal stain removers. Yeah. Um, I carry on a Tide stick. I just can never... Like the amount it, of touching that happens in like a two second. I, like I, I don't necessarily believe in a Tide stick and I'll tell you why. Please. If you get something on your shirt in the moment, just take like a wet, a wet paper towel or, a, or a wet napkin, yeah. a wipe. And instead of rubbing, which can really dig the stain dab. into the fabric, just dab it off. Mm-hmm. You'll, if you can remove the majority of the stain material, you have a much better success rate of getting rid of the stain when you get home and treat it. Yeah. So with Riley's stuff, like she, I'm telling you every day at daycare, they eat an orange something, orange sauce, orange, like everything's Tomato orange. Tomato sauce. Yeah. yeah. Everything's orange. Pizza, sauce, Thai food. It's all orange. Yeah. Comes home. It all looks the same to me. <laughs> so her, and you know, at the end of the day, her clothes are just, multicolor orange yeah so i don't even stress about it i take her stuff off i make up like a solution of oxyclean hot and it's really important to make it up with hot water so it all melts mm-hmm. melts dissolves i think would be the right word um and then add cold water because heat can set a stain so you want to keep it cold when you're actually adding your garments mm-hmm. chuck everything in i left my stuff over the weekend i had like a bowl because we don't have a sink in our laundry room, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. Uh, I just had like a big bowl of her clothes. Uh, it was a bucket actually, soaking. Um, pulled it out, washed it. A lot of the stains came out. I let all the clothes dry. I'm going to do around two in a couple yeah. of days. Like it's kind of an annoying process, yeah. but you can you can rescue a lot of it. So my question is about bleach. Yeah. Yes. And I, I want to come back it. to a question that I'm not going to forget. Yeah. Yeah. Bleach? Yeah, I don't use it. Mm-hmm. For I, don't, anything. I don't believe in it. Because you think it ruins clothes or it's bad for your body? I think or? it's not good for you. Yeah. I think it's very risky. Like in at my cleaning business, I had one employee who when you know we first kind of started in the first couple of years, she was using bleach to clean something and spilled a little bit on a client's rug. And then we had to replace that rug. And that was an expensive and very annoying lesson. So after that, we banned its use at mm-hmm. our company. 
So daycare, um, they use it to wipe down everything. Yep. And then my kid will go to daycare and come home and their shirt looks like it was like intentionally yep. reverse tie-dyed because mm-hmm. like they sat there on the clean so bleach. They're taking like unwatered down bleach? I don't know. They're just bleaching their, the change tables and they're bleaching the... I think it should be a 10 to 1 The solution. high chair. It doesn't matter what the solution is. Essa and Eliza's black shirts or like dark wow. shirts or blue shirts come home with like... But that means there's like active bleach sitting yeah. on things. That's weird. It shouldn't I don't know. be that. Like even if they're wiping surfaces, it shouldn't mm. be like wet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it's know. weird. I feel like they're using probably too much. Yeah, probably. Yeah, people are worried about killing things. And mm-hmm. yeah, bleach is not the only thing that kills things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what was your question? Baby poop stains. Yeah. Good is question. there anything to do? Because I never found anything, including OxyClean, et cetera. I've never had success getting out. Even if it's like that moment, you know, once it comes out, I like soak them. I've tried bleach. I've tried all sorts of things. It never comes out. Is there actually a trick? The trick is to catch it quickly. Yes. Um, if you're using heat, you'll never get rid of the stain. So the trick is to actually use cold water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because See, that I've never known this because I've always made it warm and like mixed it and dissolved it mm-hmm. and then put my garment into it. That's why I told you the trick of yeah. mixing it up and dissolving it with hot water yeah. and then adding cold water to make because the I'm solution really setting cold. the stain. That's mm-hmm. right. So there are three types of stains. There are tannin stains, berries, wine, juice, ketchup. Mm-hmm. There are protein stains, so meat, but also bodily fluids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are uh, grease and oil stains. The latter two categories you cannot treat with heat. Not hot water, not hot air. Everything has to be cold. The second you use heat, you're done. Mm-hmm. So you get some oil on your shirt, you heat it, you're done. That's right. So if you got oil on your shirt, get a paper towel, kind of like press and pat it off, you know, use like a little piece of paper towel and then move it and use another piece until you're getting no more oil off. You will get rid of the majority of your stain that way. Believe me, this works. You can even, if you want to be extra classy, you can kind of like double clamp it. So kind of put the paper towel in your hand and like get the back with one side of your hand and the front with the other side. Uh Really sop up as much of that stain as you can. Then throw something like a little bit of dish soap on there. Dish soap is great at countering grease. Throw that in the washing machine. See if it comes out, but use cold water. If it doesn't, treat the stain again with something like OxyClean. OxyClean also has a ready-to-use spray. That's I great. Have a, so they sponsored me two years ago. Yeah. Armor and Hammer. Yeah. And we gave away 2,000 units of their new spray pump, like mm-hmm. ready to pump. Mm-hmm. I probably have like 10 of them in my laundry room. So I use that. But then I yeah. throw it yeah. in the hot wash and you're saying don't. All these years, Melissa. Cold. Yeah. Well, there, there's a really good learning. Like it's these tiny tweaks that when people hear it's them, like changer. even if you, even if you learn one thing, just use cold water to get rid of stains instead of hot. Because yeah. of course in your head, you think hot water is going to loosen up a stain. Yeah, always. I never It'll that. loosen up a wine stain, strawberries, but it will not help your oil and your protein stains. Hmm. Very good. And poo is considered protein. It is. So smart, Melissa. Yeah. So, so get it off right away and then cold water it. And then yeah. co- and then treat, pre-treat it in like an oxy soak, but yeah. use cold water. Yeah, yeah. Wash it in cold water. You look so you are actually... Day, like, what's up? Like you, the person who like would... Dear Abby, like people can't <laughs> solve shit. You have all the solutions. <laughs> so have you Christ. actually had success getting out... I have. Terrible poo stains. I sure have. I've really never taken out poo stains in my yeah. life. I've never I had just success. throw the garment out. I yeah. just, like, so I'm just like, it's either wearable and people are just like, yeah, that's baby poop, no problem. Or if it's like super duper baby poop just and just like grosses it, me out, it's garbage. garbage. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny because I, I remember my sister-in-law saying, you know, there will be outfits where you just take scissors and cut them off mm-hmm. and throw them in the garbage. And I've, I never had to do that. I mean, there have been a couple casualties along the way, but the majority of my daughter's stuff, I am proud to say I've been able to 
resuscitate after several <laughs> different stains have been thrown at them, whether it's like the, the orange stuff from daycare. <laughs> clothing. <laughs> Poo, I love it. Like it yeah. comes off. Oh it my does. God. What's the name Even of your book? Blood. What's the name of your book, Melissa? It's all the same. Clean my space. Clean my space. Clean my it. space. The secret to cleaning better, faster, and loving your home every day. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love it. That was it. Um, do you have okay. more questions? I have more I questions. Have so many questions, but I feel like this would be a two hour podcast if I'm just <laughs> getting a free <laughs> Let's consult. do a couple more questions. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this today, yeah. knowing you were coming. Uggs. Is there a magic trick for cleaning Uggs? Salt or other Uggs. like whatever sheepskin, like suede kind of booty thing? Yeah. So I actually have a video on that. And sure I filmed do. it so long ago that I don't even really remember. But I do but know. go to YouTube. Yeah. It's on our YouTube channel. And yeah. I do know that a suede brush is very important. Mm. Uh, so like using that to loosen up and brush a lot of the dirt makes a big difference. And even if you can do that fairly regularly, that's quite helpful mm -hmm. using an appropriate treatment on the regular so that the boots can repel as much water as they can given that yeah. it's a porous material. But there is also a technique that you can use. And I did it with a friend's pair of Uggs because I'm not posh enough to have a pair of Uggs. Mm -hmm. And, um, it worked like a charm. You only now, have 1.3 million YouTube subscribers. Well, I will say I do have Ugg slippers. Uggs, I, I do have Ugg yeah. slippers and I uh -huh. do love them. Uh -huh. um, but if cleaning Uggs freaks you out, but you really love them, there are some dry cleaners and specialty cleaners that will do that for you and they do a beautiful uh -huh. job. So if it's important to you, it might be worth it. And those are like a long-term shoe. Uh -huh. So you might want to consider that. Hmm. I have another question. Go. How often do you suggest replacing pillows? So that is a great question. There is a funny little test that you can do for your pillows. Mm -hmm. and it's called the fold test. So you take your pillow. Andrew's nodding his head. I'm, a, I'm asking this for Andrew. I know the answer, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't know the answer. And I'll tell you how gross Andrew is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, he's here. He's alive. I always say to people, like, That's true. if you're breathing and you're alive, you're doing something right. You don't okay. have to worry too much. But the pillow, if you do the fold test, basically take it, you fold it in half. If it springs back, then you know your pillow is still nice and healthy and good and usable. Mm. If it stays folded, it's just kind of beyond its useful life. Mm. Now, some people love like a pancake, flat, nasty pillow. Mm -hmm. That would be Andrew's Andrew. nodding. So you know what? Like if it works for him, he's not having back pain or neck problems, fine. Or allergies. Or allergies. So all I would recommend with your pillows, and this mm. is really important, like yeah. pillow hygiene is, people don't realize how disgusting pillows are. Yeah. Um, is to use a pillow protector and a fully encased pillow protector, which would be moisture resistant and also dust mite and bed bug resistant. Mm -hmm. So I have a shredded rubber pillow. It sounds fancy because it is, but I value sleep mm -hmm. and it's fully encased and it's fabulous. <laughs> and it also, oh God. one of the reasons it's so great is because it doesn't wear out. So I wonder if it gets the same grossness in terms of dust mites. So dust mites are dead skin cells that mm -hmm. come off your body and are eaten by mites mm -hmm. and they love pillows and mm -hmm. sheets and mattresses. Mm -hmm. yep. And when they become pancakes and don't spring back, it's because they're filled with grossness. Mm -hmm. Andrew is one of those people that likes like an 80 year old pillow. <clears throat> yep. We literally have pillows that were in my grandmother's house oh my. and he likes them the thinnest and the crappiest possible. Yep. 
and we do not put a, a thing on it because Andrew doesn't want the thing on it. And he has an allergies, et cetera, but the thing is probably like more dust mites than actual pillow at this point. Mm-hmm. But some people just like that kind of pillow. Yeah. I, I like a nice fancy um, jelly kind of pillow. Um, so not I gel, will, actually. I think it's foam. foam? I have. So yeah, I'm going to tell you, don't ever clean your foam pillow with water. I don't. Because, okay, but I'm just telling you. The top. But some people, they'll say, oh, you know, if there's a stain or something, like I'll just use a little bit of soapy water. Mm-hmm. Your foam pillow. It's going to disintegrate. It's like it? cells, yeah. right? So you, like if you just think about it, it's like a big, deep, rich network of these little cellular, you know, it's a big cellular structure. You're never going to get moisture out of there. Mm-hmm. That's how mold can get into those pillows. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think you can wash those. You just wash you the, the top, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's why, again, and then pillow it. protectors, yeah. aside from Andrew, people need... People really need them. Mm-hmm. And you can remove them, throw them in the wash every now and then. Right. But we we sweat out about a pint uh, of sweat every night. So your pillow is gaining weight. Your mattress is gaining weight. That is going somewhere. That's mm-hmm. why those protectors are so, so, so important. And all your skin cells that are sloughing yes. off. And your hair that's falling mm-hmm. out of your head and your eyebrows and mm-hmm. everything. And you're in there like a lot, like a lot yeah, of your day. Third of, There's a, third a lot of, of grossness that comes off of your body. God willing, a third of your day. Yes. God willing. Yeah. yeah. Poo, poo, poo. Yes. Right. Um, okay. Let's switch topics a bit. Yes. Tell us about de- decluttering. That's like the topics right now. How do people declutter? So the hard, I think the hardest thing with, there are a couple things that are really challenging. First of all, a lot of people aren't even aware of how much stuff they have in their homes. So stepping back and just taking a real good kind of 10,000 foot view of your home and seeing, is everything in here really important? Do I really need it? Mm -hmm. Uh, There's the need and then there's, do I love it? Like, is it valuable to me? Or is that thing just sitting there because it's always sitting there because Aunt Martha got it for me and I'm too guilty to throw it out? There are all those questions you have to ask yourself. The next thing is a lot of people procrastinate with it because they feel it's like a very emotionally challenging thing to do or it's exhausting, like it'll take a whole weekend. Both are true. Um, but both are humps we can get over. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of pep talking yourself up to do it. Uh, and then the, the other thing that really catches people is I might need that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw that out because I might need that later. Mm-hmm. And what I have found is the things that I have gotten rid of, I've never missed. There's yeah. always a workaround. There's always a solution. And in the event, God forbid, that you throw something out that you really do need, at that point, you can go out and pick it up again. Or ask your friend who probably or also isn't your friend. using that, that thing. Mm-hmm. I think we have two salad spinners. We don't use a salad spinner ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And every time I go and clean, and we're like, I wouldn't say we're minimalist. We have a lot of stuff, but I try not to accumulate stuff mm-hmm. unless I like, know I need it mm-hmm. and I'm going to need it again. Um, we have two salad spinners and every time I go in that closet and it's like up I'll on top. I'll take one, Dean. We need one. Totally. You could actually have it. I, like it's up on top. I don't go there. I don't care. One day if I move, I'm going to be like, oh, there's a friggin' salad spinner up here. Uh-huh. Um, I wouldn't buy another salad spinner. But I don't want to get rid of the salad spinner because it's something useful. But then there we go. I can give it to Alana. I'll take one. So, Ours broke. We actually like yes. buy romaine and rip it and yeah, wash yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I love my salad spinner. There you go. I have like a fancy. So maybe before you get rid of shit and you just and like donate it or ask a friend if they want it or uh-huh. like Alana's good at this. She always posts things on Facebook. She's mm-hmm. like, I have all this shit. Who wants one of my I was things? Like, come take all my shit. And it'll be I on my porch. purge all the time, but I always feel like I'm drowning in my shit. But I love that. Like it's so great mm-hmm. to be in that mindset where for me nothing is there are a few things that are really important, but so many things I'm just very happy to move on from because yeah. I realize like less stuff in my house makes me happier than yeah. more. It was you funny. Know? I traveled probably 10 years ago to the Middle East and just like started going to friends' houses where they just had less. 
And it was just like, I could breathe better. Yeah. And I was like, I just don't need stuff. Like I just don't actually need stuff. Yeah. So I literally give away toss throw all the time. Since I've had kids, I'm less good with their stuff. So it I is. feel a little bit, I think right now I feel congestion from my kids' toys because I keep having more kids. I'm like, uh, what's age I also, appropriate? I mean, I, I also know. think that's okay. Like there's a season and you're in that season. Both, yeah. like all of us yeah. are in that and season And it's hard right to purge now. it when you're like, there's another baby coming. Yeah, like, I, don't, right. I have still the baby stuff. Yeah. It's in boxes in a way-ish, yeah. but it's still there because maybe a friend will need a baby stuff yeah. or maybe we'll have another baby. I'm just getting mad. Uh, I don't want another baby. But um, but yeah, when you're in that moment, it's hard to get rid of the stuff. But then how much joy slash sadness will there be when I'm like, I don't need the baby stuff. Who wants my baby I stuff? I can't wait to purge and get rid of all this shit. And I think, oh, I'm sure I'll be Did sad. you grow up in a family where they your parents had were they collectors or hoarders or? Not really. No? Yeah, not yeah. really. They, they were pretty good about yeah. not accumulating too much. My parents are huge collectors, hoarders. Yeah. Keepers of stuff, collectors. And like my parents now and they're like, in their old age, like they're not super old, but like in their six late sixties into the seventies now, this is their job. They just spend every free minute going through organizing, tossing, yeah, collecting, taking their collection. And my it was a huge mindset for them where they're like, right, this generation doesn't value stuff. They don't want their dowries. Like they're not yeah, yeah we aren't interested in like the China. The China. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast a couple days ago, How I Built This, which is like so good for anyone entrepreneurial out there or anyone actually, to be honest, it's cool about different businesses. And the guy that started Zappos uh, is like a super, like he lives in an Airstream. He like doesn't live the bajillionaire lifestyle that he could be living. But he said he tries to live his life. Like if my Airstream burnt down, what would I want to grab? What would be important in there? And he's like, there's absolutely nothing. I want my phone. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to live a lifestyle where like, I don't feel like I need to grab this and this and this and this and this. And I was like, what would I grab other than my children? What do I need for my house? I would like my computer. Mm-hmm. Passport. I wouldn't even think about the damn passport. You mm-hmm. can get that again. But like, we have so much stuff, but like, what would you take from a fire? So because there were so many like with their car, what is that? The new virus going around? What's it called? Coronavirus. The coronavirus and all the planes crashing. When I was flying home from Panama yesterday, I was like, okay, I j- if this plane goes down, the only thing I need is my passport and my phone and my AirPods. I was like, all I was thinking about. You so do not need your AirPods. I know in my AirPods. <laughs> I need my AirPods. They were in my head. So I was yeah. like, you're coming with me, guys. <laughs> if I need to jump. Um, okay. I have so many questions for you. Melissa, you should come back another day. I will just do like a whole social Mine is media. Falling asleep. She's like, I guys, came back I'm so from Panama. Sorry. My, eyes, my eyes are closing. That's okay. I'm so tired and pregnant. And because I got home at two in the morning and Alessa woke up at like, was like calling daddy at 530. I was like, oh God, mommy's here. Um, Melissa, if there's one thing you want our listeners to hear, like you're, you're like, you know, um, foundational piece of advice. What do you want them to know? I would just tell them not to feel guilty or bad about cleaning. We can often come from a place of shame or guilt or sadness or not. I'm not good enough for keeping up with the Joneses. Like I think what's most important is to focus on you. What makes you feel good? Like we were talking earlier, you know, do you want to walk in and feel stressed? And what does that mean? Like what, what does cleanliness and cleaning mean to you? Not what it means to a magazine, not what it means to your next door neighbor. What does it mean to you? What do you need to feel good? Uh-huh. And just focus on that. Yeah. And anything, anytime you do anything cleaning, celebrate the crap out of it yeah. because it's hard to get yourself motivated to do it. So when you do it, just really congratulate yourself. I love that. Pop a bottle, let your body yeah, bottle. I do that. Anytime you do a, you know, a task. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Dean, what'd you learn today, my friend? Man, this hot water thing blew my mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also this fancy vinegar. I have to say, I'm interested about the fancy mm-hmm. vinegar. I'll yes. send you a link. But the hot water it. business is cool. I learned so much. The freaking pillow, the goddamn, I don't know, every hack <laughs> under the <laughs> goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, like I I don't know. I guess I like, I outsource a lot of this stuff, so I don't necessarily do it myself, to be honest. But like, I grew up in a family where like, I just like, if I had a stained shirt, I guess I'd wear it or I'd throw it out, you know? Mm-hmm. I try to manage these things, but I'm not a great manager of this sort of stuff. I find it daunting and I don't find joy in it. Um, and that's why I outsource it. But Melissa and I were with another friend a couple weeks ago and we were talking about what we outsource basically. And like, of course, lo- some people could afford lots of things and some people could afford very little. But I think my recommendation is if you have the ability to hire someone mm-hmm. for whatever it is, do it for what you least like. Yes. Right. right? Like as I was saying before, I hate laundry. I have someone, our, our nanny, she doesn't do everything for our family, but she does do laundry because that provides me absolutely no joy. Yeah. I hate it. Mm-hmm. So I have the ability to have someone who can employ that can do that kind of stuff. Maybe you can afford to have a cleaning lady or cleaning service once a month. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't need them to do everything. Maybe you don't care about laundry, but you really don't want to use clean the bathrooms, have this person clean the bathrooms yeah. if you have the ability to do that. Prioritize. Like, I don't I don't need someone to tidy for me. I'm all about the tidying and making things organized. That actually, I don't, yeah, I do kind of love doing it. <laughs> so that stuff, I don't need someone to help me with because that does give me joy and some people love to do the laundry and some people love to do the dishes, but they don't want to clean their garage. Yeah. Whatever that is, if you yeah. have the ability to hire someone or have someone else help you with that, like, you know, you can watch someone's kids and they can clean your garage. Or, or you can whatever. do it with friends. Like that's the totally. other thing. You can help yeah. a friend and they get some and then beer you can or, return or wine. The or, favor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There uh, are lots of ways to make it totally. work. Totally. Yeah. So things you hate to do, if you have the means to do it, try to figure out a way to have other people help you with yes. those things, whether that's bartering or doing it with some beer. Yes. And at the very least, just put my videos on YouTube. <laughs> And wash them or listen to them and clean. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people tell me they do that. And I'm like, that's odd. I would have never (laughs) thought of that. But they do it and it's motivating to them. And, you know, I realize like for me, it's listening to a a really in-depth podcast where I can literally put my brain into something else. So I don't have to think about the torture of cleaning that I'm doing. Yeah, And it works. So whatever, you know, whatever makes it happen. Oh my God, Melissa, take your phone number. I'm going to text you. I'll be like, how do I do this? Thank you, you so much for coming. If people want to find you, where do they find you? Do you have podcasts? I don't have a podcast. Fucking have a podcast lady. Well, she's like, YouTube. I don't know. She's need a podcast. I guess she's no, but I mean, people on. are consuming things differently, right? I'll like, come here and hang out with you <laughs> yeah, guys on your sure. podcast every now well, and then. Say fuck. I no, like awesome. dogs. I like this tea. I like Andrew. I'm happy. <laughs> okay, good. Um, Not us. Put it Yeah, you guys are okay. Andrew. You guys are okay. I'm on Instagram at Melissa Maker and at Clean My Space on YouTube at youtube.com slash clean my space. And same thing with Facebook. Facebook.com slash clean my space. And my cleaning service is cleanmyspace.ca. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. you. Moms that say fuck. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you really enjoy the content. We are eager to chat with the most interesting people about topics you care about. Please connect with us on social media at Moms That Say, at MomsTO, and at Dr. Dina Kulik, and share your comments, requests, and to continue the conversation. If you want to hear more, click subscribe and rate us too. We're all about the feedback because this podcast is for you. Have a great rest of week. Until next time.